Stem cell science is changing medicine and our understanding of human development. Learn more with the Stem Cell Channel. Visit uctv.tv slash stem cell. Hi, everybody. Uh, so today I'm going to talk about some of my lab's work on developing pro-healing uh, biomaterials to treat uh, inflamed tissues and, and inflammation across the body. Of course, this is a COVID session, um, but we're just starting to work on COVID. So I'll give you a little bit of the background of how we um, develop these therapies and how now we're trying to, to tackle COVID-19 related inflammation. Uh, so um, obviously with CIRM, uh, everybody is typically focused on stem cells um, and cells which make up obviously the major component of our tissues. Uh, but our tissues are not just made up of cells. They're also made up of an extracellular matrix, which is consists of this uh, fibrous architecture that the cell sits in um, and is bound to. It's what gives our tissue structure. Uh, but it's not just a physical structure. It actually provides very important cues uh, to cells in every tissue of the body. Um, and it provides cues for pretty much all aspects of cell behavior. So this can be cell survival, differentiation, division, um, or even migration. And so it's really important when thinking about trying to heal damaged tissue uh, that we not only think about just the cell component, but also this extracellular matrix component. Uh, and so this is something that we think about a lot um, and as a biomaterials lab. And so we try to design materials that can mimic or replace the extracellular matrix and promote endogenous healing. Uh, and so one other thing I'd like to point out about the extracellular matrix is it's actually it's quite specific um, to each tissue. So there's cardiac extracellular matrix is different than say your long extracellular matrix. Um, and this uh, picture down here is actually of uh, cardiac extracellular matrix where all the cells have been stripped out. And so you can see it has this kind of fibrous architecture and this is what the cells uh, see and sit inside. So to design a biomaterial to replace in a diseased tissue or an inflamed tissue um, what is typically damaged extracellular matrix and to try to replace it with a more normal extracellular matrix that will recruit stem cells and promote healing, um, we've designed a number of injectable biomaterials, which we call extracellular matrix hydrogels. They're actually designed from what nature has given us um, in the first place, which is the extracellular matrix in our tissues. So we take actually our starting materials from pigs, um, um, so um, we take, in this case, image here is porcine muscle. So it's actually the loin, um, for those of you who cook. Uh, so it's porcine loin that we chop into small pieces. Uh, we decellularize it, or we remove all of the cells, leaving behind just the extracellular matrix. We then lyophilize it, which means freeze dry it, and mill it into a fine powder, and then use an enzyme to uh, digest it and make it into a liquid. And what's really interesting is that when you take this liquid, and you put it back into the body, you inject it back into, say, a diseased tissue, it forms this porous and fibrous scaffold, um, very similar to the original extracellular matrix. So this inset here is actually this stage here, where you just have isolated extracellular matrix, but before we've done the processing. And you can see the, the architecture in terms of the pores and fibers is actually quite similar. And then if you look at our extracellular matrix hydrogels under an electron microscope, you see it has this nice 
nanofibrous architectures, which is the same size scale as the native extracellular matrix. So we've made these um, extracellular matrix hydrogels from porcine skeletal muscle, also porcine uh, cardiac tissue, since in my lab, our, one of our main um, focuses is on treating the heart after a heart attack and also treating skeletal muscle in the case of peripheral artery disease where it has low blood flow, uh, is particularly to your, to your legs. But you can create, you can generally do this similar type of process to create uh, ECM or extracellular matrix hydrogels from all different kinds of tissue. So um, just to give you a little bit better idea of how you um, make these tissues, this is just a short video of my former grad students uh, kind of just going quickly through that process. Hi, my name is Jean Wang, and I'm a first-year MD-PhD student in the Chrisman lab, and this is how we make our therapy for treating heart attacks. So we get heart tissue, and the first step is we chop it up into tiny pieces, and we put it into a bath, like a beaker right here, and stir it up with uh, detergent so that to remove all the cellular contents. After a couple days, uh, we rinse it out to remove all the detergents, and all we really have left are the structural proteins that make up a tissue. So we take that and we freeze dry it into this styrofoam-like substance. It's really light and crispy, uh, so it's freeze dried. And then we take this and we mill it into a fine powder that looks like this. Um, and we take that and digest it with an enzyme to liquefy it. You can see that. There's liquid at the bottom of this, and this little bead is just stirring it up and keeping everything well mixed. And then finally, we take the liquid form of this, and we inject it into the heart, into damaged heart tissue. And once the liquid hits body temperature, it forms a gel that looks like this, and it no longer flows anymore. So that gives you hopefully a good visual on what these kind of materials look like. It's actually a, quite a simple process to, to make them. Um, and we've shown the potential for endogenous, meaning repairing, having the body repair itself and recruiting stem cells uh, in a variety of different types of preclinical models. So we've shown in a heart attack model, this is a, actually a pig model, um, in blue is our cardiac extracellular matrix hydrogel um, injected two weeks after a heart attack and going out to three months, showing significant improvements in cardiac function. We've also tested in a rat uh, peripheral artery disease model, our skeletal muscle, as well as a couple other extracellular matrix hydrogels. Um, and you can see here in green and blue are two ECM hydrogels that we've tested. Um, and this is showing increased perfusion, which is increased blood flow compared to a saline control, suggesting that you can create uh, increased blood flow, which would help with peripheral artery disease. And then we've also found in the case of our skeletal muscle material that you get increases in skeletal muscle stem cells, which are these PAC7 positive stem cells. Um, so overall, we've seen a lot of success with endogenous tissue repair with our extracellular matrix hydrogels. And across the board, we've really found that they're pro-survival, meaning they prevent further cell death and tissue damage. They recruit stem cells. And then importantly, especially in talking about in a minute here about COVID-19, is that they're immunomodulatory, meaning they influence the immune response. And instead of having a pro-inflammatory response, it shifts it to a pro-remodeling and healing one. 
Also importantly, um, the potential to move this into the clinic is there. So a company I co-founded, Ventrix, did a phase one clinical trial with the cardiac material in heart attack patients showing initial safety. Um, so uh, this is still undergoing clinical development, but I think these early results are great for proving that you could use this safely in other uh, potential disease indications. So we've now developed a new version of our extracellular matrix that we call a soluble extracellular matrix to enable a different form of delivery. What I just showed you, those materials were injected directly into the tissue, either the heart or skeletal muscle, but we wanted something that could be delivered through the vasculature to tissues that are diseased or, or have inflammation. And so we go through the same process that we just, just showed you and through the video up to D here. And then what we do is we fractionate it and remove these in soluble components and leave behind just the soluble um, component that can be re-dried, um, rehydrated with sterile water prior to injection. If you inject it just under the skin, it will form a gel. But when you deliver it intravascularly, meaning inject into the bloodstream, it will actually target and gel um, at the areas of inflamed tissue. So here's an example of a rat heart that has been given a heart attack, and our material was fluorescently labeled. And so you can see it is actually retained at the infarct or the region of heart attack. Uh, and then if you look at a with a microscope at tissue sections, you see the material actually gels and fills in the gap. So this is the material here is in red of le leaky vasculature. So in, in areas of inflammation, you, the endothelial cells that line our blood vessels actually become leaky. And it appears that the material will seal off um, this leaky vasculature. And in fact, in the heart attack model, we've studied it extensively showing that it reduces vascular leakage. It's pro-remodeling, um, it's immunomodulatory. Um, and actually found that it was pro-survival. So because of all of those effects, we thought that this has significant potential to treat uh, other diseases with inflammation like COVID-19. Um, so what we've done so far is we've tested a couple different animal models of lung inflammation. So um, lung inflammation is not the only issue with COVID-19, but it's obviously one of the major issues um, that uh, people die from is excessive uh, inflammation. And so we've tested two models so far. The one I'm showing you here is an acid model where you deliver acid to the lungs um, in a rodent model to create inflammation. And then we delivered our soluble extracellular matrix just via the IV delivery, so intravenous injection. And we fluorescently tag the material again, and you can see it lights up the lungs. If you deliver just saline, you see no signal. And if you deliver the soluble extracellular matrix in a healthy animal, you see nothing. So it really only targets targets the areas of, of inflammation. And then this is in a second model of uh, actually both lung inflammation and systemic inflammation. So it's a little bit better um, model for COVID-19. It's where you inject uh, what's called a lipopolysaccharide. It's made from bacteria. You inject it into the bloodstream and it causes systemic or basically inflammation across the body, but particularly in the lungs. Again, if you take just healthy animal, inject a soluble extracellular matrix, you see no retention, um, but in this LPS model, so area of inflammation, you again see um, major retention of the soluble material in the lungs. And we actually saw it in some of the other um, inflamed organs as well. So now uh, with CIRM funding, we are testing to see if this is in fact immunomodulatory and will kind of put a halt on inflammation and ideally create a pro-remodeling response that would lead to lung healing. Um, and eventually we'll examine um, other organs too, but 
right now our focus is really on uh, the lungs to try to dampen that um, overactive lung inflammation that's leading to, to death in many of the COVID-19 patients. So to briefly summarize, um, I've shown you hopefully, or at least briefly, that extracellular matrix hydrogels are a great technology for promoting endogenous or the body's own tissue repair. We now have this new soluble extracellular matrix form that can treat inflamed tissue via the vasculature, which makes it really great for delivery, just a simple intravenous injection, so very minimally invasive. Um, and based on all the results we've seen with the extracellular matrix hydrogels and the soluble extracellular matrix and these other model, models showing um, that they're immunomodulatory and recruit stem cells. We think this really has significant potential to treat the overactive lung inflammation as well as other organ inflammation and tissue damage related to, to COVID-19. And with that, just briefly, I'd like to thank um, all my current and former members who contributed with the development of uh, these biomaterial technologies, um, and of course, funding, particularly CIRM, uh, who's uh, funding our work uh, for ACM hydrogels for peripheral artery disease, and now for um, trying to, to translate this to COVID-19 patients. So thank you very much.